The guests on Love Hurts occasionally use some adult language and go into some more intense subject matter, but that's kind of how real life works anyway. This is Love Hurts. I'm Brian Berlin. Today's guest is Ginny Hogan. Ginny is a writer and comedian living in New York City. Recently, Ginny had an experience dating somebody younger than her. In our conversation, Ginny reflects on their age difference, breaking up with somebody you like, and the idea of dating the fantasy of somebody instead of the actual person. Hey, Ginny, how's it going? Good. Thanks for having me, Brian. I'm excited to be here. Yes, it's been so long since we barely survived uh, being in Scotland. I know, that was wild. <laughs> are, you re- are you caught up on sleep? No. <laughs> Yeah. But I don't know if I'm ever, I have sleep problems, which I can get into at some other time, but I'm never caught up on sleep. <laughs> How are you? Are you feeling like you're back in regular world? I'm back in regular world, and I slept badly last night, so I'm pretty not caught up on sleep today. But the first week after Fringe, like, all I did was sleep. It was so tiring. But it was it was great. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're, yeah, and thank you so much for coming on and sharing some story of, of Love Hurts in your life. Um, yeah, what did you want to talk about today? Um, I wanted to talk about my much younger ex-boyfriend because um, he's my, it was like a, an, it was a very painful relationship and breakup because I felt like we were both um, living in like a fantasy world of like who we wanted to be and who we thought the other person was and it just ended in like, it was one of those relationships where the breakup is like so sad because there's just no path forward but, but we we're both very like invested kind of in the idea of the relationship. Um, so to back up, he, um, he's like a Twitter fan of mine. He DM me on Twitter at this point, it's about a year and a half ago to tell me that I was his like internet crush. And I tried to sell him a copy of my book as I do with basically (laughs) anyone who DMs me. Um, yeah, you're like, I can, like, flirt a little bit, but also, are you going to buy the book that yes. I've written? And for context, he never ended up buying the book, even when we were in a relationship. <laughs> anyway, and then I just found him very, like, charming in DMs. So eventually he asked me to, like, meet up in New York, and then he canceled on me, and then he asked me to Zoom. And then we started FaceTiming, and I learned that he lived in Richmond, Virginia, which is a six-hour drive from New York. Um, <laughs> so so he, he made the plans to go on a date in New York without telling you that he did not live in New York. Um, I think he might have said, like, I'm going to be in New York this weekend. Do you want to meet up? I got you. I got you. But it was like, yeah. <laughs> so he was so much younger. And, like, I had just, I don't know, like, I feel like I was just coming off, like, four breakups. <laughs> like, I was just coming off, like, a series of, like, <laughs> really short relationships and I was never fully recovered by the time I started the next one and the breakups were just like mentally accumulating and all these men kind of seemed the same and I thought like people in New York seemed kind of boring and I would have been like involved with this crypto guy who was like a huge asshole and I just thought that um this 25 year old was so different like his life was so different and um he lived in Richmond and I wanted to leave New York and I just like thought I could kind of like go all in and um on his end i was his like his like internet crush so like he already had all these ideas of like what i was going to be like and the fact that i was going to be like wildly entertaining to him um and i will say we had like a lot of chemistry like it wasn't like 
it wasn't like it fizzled out after the first day when we realized the other person wasn't like what we wanted but I think there was like a level of like fantasy to the extent that this relationship could like actually work out because oh the other thing is that like did you watch the show the west wing yes okay so that's like my favorite show and um i was like obsessed with bradley whitford's character as a child and that was very much my like (laughs) sexual coming of age which is really embarrassing because bradley whitford himself is like very annoying honestly the character is very annoying yeah i was gonna say of all the (laughs) of all the sexual coming of age characters like that is a very funny but i think i don't think you're alone in feeling that like i feel like there was a world of people who are like all about bradley whitford's character in the west wing yeah i know and like obviously rob lowe is the hot one but i really like bradley whitford and he just like reminded me of him because like he, like, worked in politics, and there were just, like, a lot of times where he would, like, just answer a, two phone calls consecutively and totally say the different things to different people, just, like, aggressively lie to, like, get his, you know, achieve his goals. And, like, I, I mean, I think he was successful, definitely for his age, but I was, like, sort of, it can be sort of, like, impenetrable what people do professionally and, like, how good they are at it, if you know what I mean. Like, if you're not actually in the field, it's, like, very hard to know sometimes I like couldn't really tell what he was doing he like spent a lot of time driving and like a lot of time talking on the phone because I think he worked with people who were like much older so they like didn't like to use zoom or email um but he was extremely busy that was like one of his defining characteristics he was like very 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 busy (laughs) and was that like attractive to you or you were like oh this is the right level of like commit he can only commit so much I don't have to commit too much or was that like it was attractive to me, but it definitely, like, made me feel like he could not commit to a relationship. And I kept bringing... Like, we were kind of in a relationship, like, pretty early on, I think. And, like, I kept saying, like, are you sure you can, like, commit to this? Like, and he was like, no, I totally can. But, like, he, like, couldn't even... Re- like, we were long distance. And we discussed it. And I was like, if this keeps going for, like, however many months, like, I can move there. Like, I kind of love... I think, like, there was a big part of me that actually just, like, loved the idea of moving there. And, like, not... Richmond specifically but just like getting a new life like that's kind of what felt like a fantasy too was like yeah I was just kind of like depressed in New York and I was like I could just be a different person here I could just start over yeah that was sort of the vibe I was getting from you not to be like you're depressed but this idea of like I had four filled breakups back to back to back and like New York was just not working for me and so there's almost this like enticing like oh this is different I can like be you're like again you kind of said this at the beginning of like trying to be this person that you couldn't be but you were you were like creating this story in your head of like I could be this totally different personality yes and I think he also had a different story in his head of like who he could be and who I was like his idea of who he could be is like a like a yes man who did everything so like he thought he could be in a committed relationship and like be as committed to his job and his family and like To be honest, I didn't totally trust him, and I wasn't even, I wouldn't even, like, I wouldn't have been surprised if he had been, like, seeing other people. Like, there was something a little bit fishy about him, um, and he was, like, very charming. Um, But then I think, like, the element of me that was, like, a fantasy is, like, he kind of wanted to, I think he, like, because he followed me on Twitter, I think he wanted to feel like I was, like, a celebrity. And so he didn't really like it if I expressed my own doubts about my career and as you know Brian I'm not a celebrity like you came to my friend show and there were like 10 people there like I'm a, I'm happy with my life and my career but I'm not like an, a wildly famous comedian it's like you sort of have this following in this small like niche pool right that I guess for him is like 
oh, this is somebody who means something, but you in your regular life from like, I get, my life does not feel a celebrity at all, but I understand how certain people can have that thought about me is sort of what you're saying, right? Yeah, like there are people I don't know who know who I am, but to me, that's not the definition of a celebrity. But like, you know, he would like see a tweet of mine on a meme page and, and like think that that meant I was famous. And I was like, I don't even get paid for that. Like, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't, <laughs> yeah, it like does nothing. So, so he's almost like he's kind of created almost this persona of you based on these things you're tweeting. And so when you're kind of like, yeah, I I'm this struggling comedian because that is actually what I am. He's like, no, I want you to be this like Twitter famous celebrity. Yes. Like he wanted me to assume the way that he saw me. And it's like to a certain extent, that's like a sweet thing. If it's not something as shallow as like fame, like if it's like. I want you to think that you're as smart as I think you are, or that you're as wonderful as I think you are. But in this case, like, there was, like, one time, like, um, I've, like, met Taylor Tomlinson at a stand-up comedy show, and we were, like, at a party, and uh, this girl said she had gotten tickets to go see Taylor Tomlinson, and he was like, oh, Ginny's, like, really good friends with her. And I am not. Like, I don't, you know, like, I had never said that to him. It had just come up in passing once that I'd met her. And I was like, you clearly, like... Why do you need to be lying about me to your friends, like, in front of me? But it, it made me feel like, I was like, am I not enough as I am? Like, you have to, like, hype me up to, like, make me the person you, you think I am? And, like, that was the element that felt like a fantasy in his head that ended up just, like, leaving me kind of feeling worse. Yeah, because I totally understand what you're saying in the world of kind of encouraging a partner of, like, hey, you can do this. It's That's one thing. But to be, like... Yeah, what, how could your fame be better or bigger? Or, like, how can I connect something a little... Like, it's not... It's turning in a way that's not supportive. Yeah, it was, It was like, very shallow. And, like, he also... I mean, this is just, like, silly, but, like, he worked in... D, I mean, he, like, lived in Richmond. He worked in D.C. I When I visited him, I would, like, book stand-up shows in D.C. Um, and if he came, like he would be sure that, like, people were, like, looking at him and, like, taking photos of us. And I was like, do you think that we're a celebrity couple? <laughs> I, like, don't understand. Like, he just, like, I mean, it was, like, a little bit of paranoia. Like, and I know that there are, like, gossip blogs in D.C. that will, like, take photos of people in government. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. They, I don't know who would care. But, like, so maybe it's like possible, but I'm also like, is it a big deal if we if we if there's a picture of us on this blog that says we're at this comedy show? Like, it was like this weird paranoia that I felt like was a like the thing he was worried about wasn't likely to pass, and it didn't really seem like a big deal anyway. <laughs> well, it just it's funny like the way you're describing it, and also the thing you said like you sort of knew what he did, but like had no sense of like where he kind of existed in the political spectrum. So like, is there this part of him that's also trying to? see himself as like bigger than he is the same way he's trying to see you bigger than what you see yourself as like yeah all that definitely like and i'm i'm thinking of like when bradley whitford what dates what mary louise parker in the west wing right they're like this power cup like i feel like that was like the dc power cup that's like what he wanted and i kind of wanted to like be i think like i kind of wanted to like be southern like he like lived in this like victorian house and there were these like ladies like old ladies next door who sat on the porch drinking lemonade all the time and i was like this is my idea of like yeah i want that this is what i want like so like we were both like that's what i'm saying it's, like we were both living in fantasies and, like, I really wanted, like, to tone down my life. And I think he wanted to, like, and I still always want to tone down my life and just, like, have a more relaxed life. Um, and I honestly still fantasize about, like, moving to the south and living in a small town and drinking lemonade on my porch. Um, 
But, like, I, I know I'm going to have to do it on my terms. I can't just, like, attach to a relationship for the sake of doing it. But um, it, he definitely wanted to think of us as, like, a power couple. Um, like, he... I mean, there was something about, like, he never, he kind of felt like, I don't even know, like, and, and I'm, I'm talking about, like, the, the most painful parts of this relationship, which is, like, us not really seeing each other. There was a lot that was really wonderful about him, and, like... Oh, yeah, I under, I know. I'm... The, the part that, like, feels like it, the, when you asked for, like, a story of, like, love really hurting, it felt like this, like, total mismatch between, like, wanting something to work so badly... Because he, like, in many ways was also a little bit my fantasy of a person. And, like, we were... And, like, I often, you know, like, in the in the fallout to the breakup, or even in the lead-up, and I had to break up with him, which was, like, very difficult because I really liked him a lot. And I, I don't think I'd ever broken up with someone I liked before. Like, I... I don't know. Like, but it just was, like, so painful. And he was so... He would be so, like sporadic in his communication um but like it was just like you have to once you like get into your fantasy relationship and it doesn't work out you have to after that ends you have to really start like living your life which is kind of scary like you can't like you learn I learned that the fantasy wasn't gonna work and that like um meeting someone who felt like my like fantasy man was not what made me happy I was so upset and that like I can't just get a new life very quickly I have to like slowly build it so like I honestly like I made a lot of really big changes um right after we broke up like I'd been living with my parents in New York I got my own apartment and I very much like committed to being here I like got a cat which doesn't sound like a big change but it means I can't it means I have to like be here like I don't know I just like very I like decided that I need to just like live my life in New York I went on like 20 hinge dates in one month and towards the end, I met my current partner, who is, like, a much better fit for me. And I feel like, well, of course, it's a much better fit for me. The relationship's lasted a lot longer. It's very serious. But, like, um, I feel like myself with him, I feel like, uh, like, but, I mean, like, I feel like myself with him, including when I don't feel good about myself, which, like, makes the relationship feel like a real relationship. But I definitely miss, like, being able to escape into these fantasies sometimes. Like, it is such a... um it's such a nice thing to be able to just every time you like there's something so nice about dropping your entire life and totally starting over somewhere new and it was like every like difficult friendship I have in New York every like career uncertainty whatever I could just I could I was like I'll just drop it and like move to Richmond and it was so nice to think about it but it it's not real and it's not like if I had gone all of my same inner demons would have plagued me and I still would have needed a career so like yeah, it was just, it was tough. Yeah, it's this idea, again, like, we, I, I had sort of mentioned it before, of like, oh, things haven't been going well for me in this city. If I just remove, the, if I change the city, this will, like, change, fix my problems, right? And, like, but I, I, see, I totally agree with you in the, in, like, the fantasy of not being in New York sense. Like, I've always been, like, I've been here for, like, 10 years now, and I'm always, like, I would leave tomorrow if, like, the right circumstance came up, right? And, like... And I think that's like it's funny that you're already even like how, how long did you two like end up dating at the end of end of it all? Not long, like six months, and it was long distance. Yeah. I feel like I met him like, but we would spend like longish <laughs> periods of time together. But like, yeah, not the number of total days we spent together was less than thirty. 
But I love how you're like, oh, I'm already seeing my life in Richmond. Like, even in those first, like, DMs, like, oh, yeah, Richmond, I could go to Richmond, right? Like, that's just because you're yeah. so, yeah, like, yeah. I need an out. Like, I just need something new to happen in my life. Yeah. Uh, and then kind of, like, that idea of then, like, was, was there something, like, when you said you moved, like, out of your parents' place and, and kind of, like changed your perspective of new york was that just kind of like i have to i have to commit to the city or just like i have to sort of like make actually give a shot of like living my current life rather than like fantasizing about this other life it was the latter because i could have like decided to move but i didn't actually after the breakup i didn't have a city i'd rather live in and like i was i was really depressed i needed like my my support here and i love i like new york a lot like i do still fantasize about moving my my partner and I talk about it a lot like or kind of being half in the city half not um but it was definitely more like I just got to live the life I'm living like I got to kind of like and then there was this other element of like he um like I mean in so every man in politics has like every like politician basically has like a wife and kids like it's I almost feel like to like run for office you sort of need it like to look I mean not those super young ones I guess but like and they presumably don't spend any time with their wife and kids outside of, like, photo ops, I guess. I don't really know. Like, I, I mean, I shouldn't generalize all politicians, but, like, I think there is this big culture of, like, you can have, like, a, a picturesque family without committing that much time to them if you're, like, a successful man in politics. Like, I think that that is, like, that was a big part, like, and I think maybe in his mind it was, like, oh, um... I, I can be good at this relationship without putting that much time into it. And I think that was, like, a big part of his fantasy, too. And, like, I think that there was a part of me that was, like, I want to be someone... Maybe I want to, like, be someone who can accept the amount of time that he can give me, which, like, I'm just not. And, you know, like, I think that there are women who can. Yeah. I think that there are women who maybe are happy in relationships where their husband's really, really busy or maybe they're really, really busy. I'm, like, I really just wanted to believe that I could, like, be okay with not hearing from him for, like you know, a day at a time, and I just, like, wasn't, and it was, like, it was so painful to have to, like, I think what, what really hurt was just having to, like, admit, like, and I don't want to say, like, the whole relationship was a lie, like, there were a lot of, like, real feelings and stuff, but to admit that I'd spent, like, that I was so desperate to escape my life that I had just, like, been lying to myself about kind of, like, who I was for, for too long. Yeah, and you, well, you say that thing too of like when you mentioned you guys ending things, how you had to end it, and it was like you your first time like ending something with somebody you liked, and that idea of like kind of hitting that point in life of oh, it's okay that I have feelings for somebody, but no, they're not the right. This is not the right thing for me, right? Like that's a that's a hard thing. Like even I feel that today, where it's like yeah, it's it's like that's a I feel like that's a thing you learn as an adult and like getting in relationships of like oh yeah, there's sometimes where like this is not the right situation. Mm-hmm. even though I don't find the like nobody did anything awful right and I think those are like hard you think you end up thinking about those a lot because you're like oh if this could have just been a little different like could this have worked if certain stuff slotted into place differently right like if he gave me a little bit more of his time like that kind of stuff yeah I think that that's a, a big part of it too because we like there are things that made it feel like it could have worked because I've had breakups where like you know, two days after the breakup, I'm over it. And I'm like, oh, I definitely didn't like him that much. I would just, like, liked being in a relationship. And, like, then you kind of know that it wasn't meant to work. And this one, like, really, like, hurt a lot. But I also, like, I mean, in retrospect, it feels crazy, the idea that, like, right now I might be living in Richmond. But, like, I also, <laughs> I, like, took a lot of steps to, like, learn to like my life more. And 
just like accept my life a little bit more. And I think that that really helped. Yeah. Yeah. It like led for some growth that then again, put you in a better like headspace to meet a person that you're now with. And you're like, oh, this feels like a better balance to what I'm looking for and what, yeah, I need in a partner. And with my current boyfriend, I feel like we can like grow and change together and already have in the relationship. And like, but because it doesn't feel like he has a specific idea of who I need to be, it has like, in my mind, it has longevity because I'm not like, oh, once I'm no longer fitting into the vision of who I should be, he's going to lose interest. Like, I don't feel that way in my relationship. And I think that that's like extremely important. Yeah, where like the vision you two have of each other is like what it is now, but it can change and and like that. Yeah, like I've been with my partner for many years. And yeah, I feel like we both have this like awareness of how to kind of like change with each other but know that change like change is a part of this is a part of being in a relationship with somebody yeah totally and yeah my my boyfriend says something he really likes this quote that's like um from some writer he likes it says like the kindest thing i can say to my partner is who are you today which i like a lot and like to just kind of like accept that someone is some someone different every day and that like they don't have to fit into your uh, not only do they not have to fit your mental mold of who they should be they don't even have to fit your your actual lived experience of them like you can you can kind of love someone who's ever changing yeah that's yeah that's a very sweet sentiment i love how you're like you like said this very sweet thing like a a book a writer that my boyfriend likes i can't think of the writer i can't think of the writer honestly yeah um no i'm just it was just funny because it was a sweet quote you're like some uh, my boyfriend who read this book (laughs) it's like an essay i'll I'll ask him for it we can link to it in the show notes we'll link it yeah we'll link it in the show notes because i feel like that's a good yeah yeah Oh, okay. So the other thing about him that I did mention but didn't really get into is that he was much younger. And I think that this is another element of me wanting to live in a fantasy, which is like, I was 31 at the time. Obviously, once people get into their 30s, they start to feel older and they're like, oh, I wish I could go back to my 20s. And like, there was something that was very fun about that. But it and like, I think I was so um, misguided in my assessment that dating a 25 year old would make me feel young because it actually made me feel extremely old (laughs) because um, all of his friends were also 25 and I was like I cannot be hanging out with these like 25 year old boys who don't remember 9-11 like it's just oh yeah that is funny because we're literally recording this on 9-11 so uh that's (laughs) well I saw a funny tweet today from Katie Hannigan that was like 9-11 is the day you find out your partner is way younger than you thought they were (laughs) so it's fitting it's yeah yeah he once asked me if I remembered 9-11 and I was like yeah like I was in fifth grade like I got it you know it was 9-11 and then I got my period like yes I remember (laughs) 9-11 wait your first period like your your (laughs) no it came like shortly after but like it was like people remember yes yeah I was gonna say that would be a wild uh yeah because I was in seventh grade and I remember yeah i remember exactly what the circumstances of it were yeah but yeah so you're you're running in this thing where like the it's the slight it's those slight references of like oh this cartoon that i grew up on that like just missed your window of living and then it's like yeah it just keeps making you feel like older and older every time there's one and more of those references that they're missing yeah and like yeah i don't know it like i think it was it did kind of, it made me feel, it was, like, fun to tell people I was dating a 25-year-old. Because it was, like, I'm not going to be one of these, like, boring people in their 30s who's, like, planning to move to the suburbs. Like, I'm, you know, hanging out with men in their 20s. And then, like, I half, like, felt like his mother. And, like, he was, like, scared of roaches. And I was, like, 
you have to grow up. You know, like, come on. People don't get to 30 and are still, like, totally freaked out by roaches, in my opinion. Maybe they do, but... Yeah, well, I feel like the roaches thing is just, like, you not having lived in a city, right? Like, some of that is just, like, the city living of, like, you just have been like, yeah, this is just a part of life and you have to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, he was in he was in a city and there was a roach in his bathroom. But maybe he wasn't, like, maybe he'd been in kind of, like, a more suburban part of the city because it was a new place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's so funny, though, that you're, like, constantly doing this, like, wait, where do I fit into this timeline of this, yeah, how, how do I not feel like a babysitter or a mom in this relationship? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, like, how I often felt, yeah, but, um, but it was, like, I mean, it was fun, like, for a little while, like, and I, you know, like, I love Sex in the City, and, like, sometimes I think of things as, like, my little, like, Sex in the City, like, stints, and I'm, like, oh, this would be the episode where, like, Carrie dates a 25-year-old, like, probably because I have main character syndrome or whatever but like you know in retrospect (laughs) I can see it as like a fun phase maybe except that it was very painful but like I definitely wanted like I like to date different new people you know and I like I like to have different romantic experiences I don't want every man I date to be the same so like from an age perspective it felt fun and different I'd never dated someone like much younger yeah it's like an experiential yeah you're like, yeah, it's not like it's and it's not like every person you dated who is going to be younger than you is going to be the same experience. But you're like, OK, great. I had like a, I had p- portions of this experience by dating this person. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Well, uh, thank you so much for sharing this, Ginny. I'm glad I'm glad you got on the other side of this and are in like a place where you feel happy in, in, in your relationship dynamic now. Uh yeah, if people want to find out more about you uh, or stuff that you have going on, um, yeah, where can they do that? I am recording a stand-up special on October 13th at Westside Comedy Club, and you can find all the information on my social media. I'm Ginny Hogan underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Awesome. That's so cool. Is it your show that you did in Edinburgh? Yeah, it's changed a lot. I got rid of the slides. I do appreciate your feedback. It was very helpful. I got rid of the slides and it's I'm 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 excited to film it and kind of be done with it, I think, is my big yeah. Yeah, like finish the chapter of this thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm gonna have to come and go check that out now. And yeah, see, please do come. And see the progress. Uh yeah. cool. Well thank you so much for sharing, Jim. Thanks for having me. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye Brian. This is how we love, this is how we fight for something that's right. Love Hurts is produced, hosted, and edited by Brian Berlin. Theme music by Mickey Hommel. Show art by Caroline Mallon. You can find Love Hurts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, Rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend about it. You can find Love Hurts on Twitter and Instagram at LoveHurtsPod, and our website is LoveHurtsPod.com. I'm Brian Berlin, and this is Love Hurts. Love Hurts.